Hey, I'm Dina. I'm Nikki. And we're your hosts for CBD Madcast. CBD Madcast is devoted to the legalization of cannabis and its impact in your community. Visit us at CannabisBeyondDope.com. Sweet Deezy on Sweet Instagram. Sweet on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's S-W-E-E-T dot D-E-E-Z-Y. And a writer in the Seattle area, also a big hitter in the cannabis industry. That's where I got to meet her. Tell me about what you're doing, what you're up to. Yeah, so I'm in the process of building my website and um, my portfolio for my freelance photography and social media and content creation, if you will. It's definitely more than that. I'm, I'm an artist and for the last couple of years I've had the opportunity to make art, which is something that I always wanted to do. And um, uh, kind of branching out into this like freelance opportunity right now. But also like keeping, keeping all my options open. Definitely. Yeah, keeping things yeah. in mind. But that's a big set to be like walking into working for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I think I always wanted to own my own business. I don't know if I always wanted to um, have a, like a photography business or a media or marketing business. Um, but I think this kind of a business is a really good like practice to see if you do want to own like a large business like that where you would have like actual employees. Like I don't have any employees really besides myself or somebody I pay to help me do something like create my website right? or make videos or other yeah. things, yeah. Yeah, no, that's very cool. Have you had people in your life that you've seen like go off and do um, their own thing and start their own business that you've kind of like idolized? Like, is there anybody that you look to as a role model in that? Um, my dad actually had his own business. Same, that's yeah. really cool. So, I mean, it, there was like struggles and um, he doesn't own his own business anymore, but he, he did have his own business and I thought that was really cool. I don't know if I like necessarily like idolized him. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in general who I, I think more so I idolized the idea of being my own boss and having my own hours and yeah. being able to create my own company out of the vision of whatever thing that I dreamed of. Yeah. And um, I mean, it is, I feel like we all feel that frustration of working for other people. And what kind of, um, what kind of struggles have you run into, like working in the industry, working for other people? Um, I think definitely like personalities get in the way of communication and um, like things can get misunderstood or maybe like things can get overpromised and then you get into a role and you find that the role is different than what you expected it to be. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot of, especially in the cannabis industry in general, it's a growing and changing all the time industry. Yeah. So you don't really know what to expect your role to be because the law can change. And yeah, like overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when the cannabis industry is so new and it's making so much money and it's just chaos right now, I feel like. Yes. Um, kind of like organized. Yeah. 
somewhat organized chaos, but yeah, definitely chaotic. One of my favorite <laughs> ways um, to describe the cannabis industry is like, y it's a train and you're like strapped to the front of the train. <laughs> <you're> like, ah! <laughs> That's how I would feel sometimes, like yeah. in the management positions, mm -hmm. especially like being a manager and you're just like, I don't know where this train is going. I'm just here because it's my job and I'm trying to hold it together, you know, but yeah, it's definitely a fun adventure. Oh yeah. It's fun chaos. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that like thrive in chaos. So when I say it's chaos, it's like a good thing to me. You know, it's, there's, it I means, chose this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of opportunities to be had in that. And if you're the shining star and people see that and it's like, um, yeah, chaos can be a good thing. Um, you've been in a lot of different um, aspects of the industry. What would you say is your favorite between producer, processor, retail? Um, so my favorite, although it's not the most highest paying, is growing the weed. Really? Yes. I get really excited when talking about <laughs> yeah. it. I'm really excited. Um, you the, just like the plants are alive and the fact that like you can make something grow and make it really happy from like giving care to it i don't know i feel like i'm like a nurturing person yeah. so it, like really fits my personality to grow weed especially like i don't know just like walking into a room and seeing like a room full of green happy plants it makes me like have really puts me in a really good mood yeah yeah but th they seem like very good co-workers yeah they don't talk back <laughs> did you ever sing to the plants i played music for the plants yeah what kind of music would you play for them um like reggae stuff yes. i also guilty of listening to um like disney classics <laughs> in, the, in the grow room but I would have to put it in my headphones because nobody else wants to hear Disney music. I mean, not all day, but there are certain people that really want to hear it. It lit me. Yeah, does you? Yeah. <laughs> and that's a <laughs> Yeah. Um, we can go put Disney uh, music on if you want to. Yeah, like yeah. Lion King. Right? Yes. We'll do a sing-along after this. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Um, yeah, no, I actually got my first tour of a farm. I'd never seen a farm before. And I can't imagine walking into work every day and seeing those plants and being a little like just squish the little sticky nugs. I had so I was a kid in a candy store. Yeah. And yeah, I can understand why your face lights up about working around that. Yeah, the aromatherapy is definitely and also um, we like pump CO two into the room mm -hmm. until the plants would like have extra oxygen, and then you're breathing in the extra oxygen, and oxygen makes you feel happy. So, yeah, it was partly, you know, knowing that I could, like, care for something and make it, like, be successful, and it was, like, that instant gratification. I mean, instant meat, like, after, like, three months of <laughs> lots of work yes. and care and maintenance, but it, it's, it's a very quick turnaround. It's mm -hmm. three months, and then you have, like, these beautiful buds that you can cure, and I, I love the whole growing process. Yeah, and creating something is really cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was a way for me to kind of be creative, too, because that's how I got into the photography. I was like, these plants are so beautiful. I must document this. Yeah. I have uh, too many pictures from the farm that I went to. So, yeah. You never have too many pictures of weed. I know. <laughs> if you look at my Instagram, you'll just be like, that's weed. 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 Some really good weed. <laughs> yeah. We have some really good weed. Yes. Um, in Washington. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We're so lucky.
Right. Yeah. I really feel like, because I've smoked weed from Oregon. Have you smoked weed? How many states have you smoked weed in? Um, I can't say some of them on camera. Um, Washington, California, Oregon. Cool. Top three. I haven't. I mean, I've smoked in Oregon. I haven't been to California since I was fourteen. Uh, so I haven't tried their weed. It's okay. Yeah, I just feel like the Washington State weed is so good. We're very, yeah, we're very, like, boutique-y about our yeah. cannabis here. Do you think that'll change, let's say, if it becomes federally legal? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh. How so? Um, well, I think a lot of people will agree that it's going to follow the alcohol industry, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, that's who runs the industry right now. Yeah, the liquor so, control board. Yeah. Yeah. Liquor and cannabis board. Oh, lame. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, it'll, like, we'll see, like, craft companies coming up, and maybe they're aligned with a bigger company, but still they have the same practices of, like, Korean natural farming or organic, mm-hmm. pesticide-free, like, sustainable sun-grown, stuff like that. Yeah. I think we'll still see that stuff. Yeah. I think we're going to pay a premium for it. Yeah, well, because how much is craft beer versus Rainier? <laughs> yeah. And... I don't want either, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I like I like beer and I like a weed and. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> why well, I, I don't know why there has to be very much difference between the two, but yeah, unless it's for medicinal purposes, then I can see why people would would want not want it yeah. considered in the same category as alcohol. Yeah. So uh, good segue. Speaking of uh, medicinal purposes, mm-hmm. um, how has Let's say, how did you get, like, introduced to Canvas? Like, how did you start using it? Um, well, I think I started started using cannabis recreationally, and mm-hmm. then I realized the medicinal benefits of it, and so I became a really big advocate for... Yeah. What was that change? Like, what made you see it, um, like, it as a medicine for you? Um, well, at first it started with mood, because mm-hmm. obviously it, like, immediately uplifts, uplifts your mood, and as a teenager, I suffered with like really bad mood swings and just like anxiety and depression. And so at first, I I would use it for like mood enhancing benefits. Yeah. Um. And also, at, like in my like younger and teen years, I had a lot of like headaches and knee pain. And so like sometimes I would use it for I didn't know why I had the knee pain until last year. Oh wow. Yeah. So we we should probably just like get get that out of the way. Yeah. Right? So what happened with your knee? And that's a long time to have chronic pain. Mm-hmm. So I had chronic pain and I didn't really know about it because I was just very used to it. Mm-hmm. So I think that was also it. I was using the weed for my chronic pain and I was just like I feel so much better. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I had, um, so something I had, it's, it was called juvenile osteochondritis desiccans of the knee. Wow. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Um, I started having knee pain when I was 12, and my doctors just told me it was growing pains. And then I had these growing pains for like my whole life, and I'm 25 now, so yeah. last fall, um, I finally, like, I would see a chiropractor, I would see a physical therapist, and I just kept going to the wrong doctor, really, and I get misdiagnosed for a long time. And so, um, finally, I went to go see, like, a knee surgeon, 
and he was like t- feeling my knee and he's like there's a bone there's a bump there that's not supposed to be there and I'm like oh he's like you're gonna go get an MRI <laughs> and then you're gonna go anybody see- found that bump before no I've had x-rays on it um so I think it happened recently within the last five years it just broke because I've dislocated it mm-hmm. and I've fallen um so I think at one point it broke and I was just so used to the pain already that I didn't notice the change in pain yeah. from the break. But um, a piece of my femur broke off and like slipped under my kneecap. It's really disgusting. Ouch. Yeah. And so um, last fall I had that broken piece of femur removed and then they put a cadaver piece into my femur. So I had to like wow. heal the bone Yeah. and um, the... The cap, the THC and CBD capsules that I made really helped um, heal me in that surgery process yeah. because I got off the opiates a month later. So I had, I had the surgery on Halloween and I got off the opiates by Thanksgiving. And was it, it was like a total open surgery, like they put something in there and that was only a month? So, wow. yeah, oh, I mean, the, the healing lasted longer than a month, but I was... But you were so, off the opiate. I was so afraid to be on opiate yeah. because obviously of what you hear, we're in an opioid crisis. Like, mm-hmm. it's so easy to get addicted, and the pain was the worst pain I had ever felt in my yeah. life. And I, even I, I was, like, very resistant to the opiates, and I was like, I have to take these. Yeah. So it is necessary, but it's so scary how easily, like, people get addicted. Mm to them and so that's why I was like very cautious and I was like serious about like switching on and off between like the CBD THC capsules yeah. and the opiates and like using real like 800 milligrams of THC a day. Wow well that's how much uh, like medical patients need yeah that's mm-hmm. incredible. My tolerance is not that high anymore. <laughs> yeah <laughs> if I took 800 milligrams I'd sleep for three days. Right? <laughs> Imagine if you're taking 800 milligrams of THC, but you're also taking opiates, um, you know, reluctantly. They're so scary, and I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really commendable to see somebody that's going at it, like, head first and not, hey, and after a few weeks of taking them, I really can't stop, you know. You really thought about it. Oh, I brought, I had the capsules it. at the hospital. Wow. Yeah, I was like, can I take this now? Because I don't want to, I just, like, even from the beginning, I did not want to be taking more than I needed, which actually, to my detriment, um, I woke up at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning in the hospital after my surgery, and I felt um, very bad. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, the nurse came in. He's like, how are you? And I was, like, stirring from my drug-induced slumber, and I was like, oh, I'm fine, and then, like, 30 seconds went by, and my knee was on fire, and I was like inject me with something right now yeah. like I was yeah I were you trying to make it through without the abuse at all I wasn't it wasn't a conscious choice I yeah. think um I think uh like maybe an out, extra hour had passed since my dose mm-hmm. and you know it was time for my dose yeah I don't know I think they put me on a lower dose because I didn't I didn't want to be right maybe I don't know yeah. I'm fine. There you go. It was, it was a learning experience. Right. I was like, this is why I need the medicine. Yeah. And so it was just a month of the opiates, and then you were, yeah. That's really cool. And then I put lots of topicals on the scar, yeah. to like hemp oil. Would you make the topicals too? Uh, I didn't make any of the topicals. Yes. Yeah. 
I used um, so LeBlanc CNE hemp oil and also uh, Cannabis Basics Love Yourself healing oil. That sounds great. Yeah. I want that. It <laughs> smells wonderful. Yeah. And that sounds like, like what a good name to be rubbing on something that hurts really bad. Like, yes, I love myself. Yeah. And I also did a lot of like positive thinking about like when mm-hmm. I would rub it into my knee, I'd be like, oh, think of all the hikes we're going to go on. Like, we're going to heal faster. Like, I was like, I could, I was um, like physically disabled for I think three months. I couldn't really walk. I couldn't bathe myself. I couldn't like, I couldn't like administer medication properly because I was like soaked up from the medication. I had out like alarms going off every hour. Like I had somebody taking care of me, but it was scary to not be able to take care of yourself. Yeah. And look at you now. Look at you now. Doing my own thing. Yeah. And that's what a cool feeling to get that like dealt with. Mm -hmm. You know, something that was like nine years, right? Or Oh God, over 10 years of chronic pain that I didn't, well, I was told that it was just growing pains and it was going to go away. And so it it really did change my life to go through that surgery because for a long time I was like, like, I just have to deal with this. Like, this is just the way it's supposed to be. And it was just like a, like a weird thing to go through mentally to be like, oh, you are actually like, you are actually sick. Yeah, something is wrong. You have a broken bone, because I was like, oh, I've never broken a bone before in my life, and now like a piece of my femur is under my kneecap. Oh, that's so rough. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. I didn't like it. it I didn't even believe it. It all happened so right. fast because I got, um, I got the MRI in like August. And then I had the surgery in October because it was, oh, wow. they were like, we found you a match. Like it yeah. was a serious case. They yeah. were like, this is a kind of an emergency. Yeah. And they saved your knee. Come on. I have like such a better quality of life because I'm not in pain. Yeah. Constant physical pain. Well, it's hard for a lot of people. Like I have a friend that's going through chronic illness and chronic pain right now. And I just brought her to the bakery to look at some RSO. You know, I feel like that's such a, at least a little step, if you do have a chronic illness, at least a little step to make you feel better. Yeah, I think it's a huge step. Yeah, yeah, very huge step. Um, Especially to help you, um, like, lean off the opiates, too. I've used it after surgery. I think I took one bike in and I was like, I can't do any more. I think I'm allergic to that one. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, especially, no need. There you go. Um, But... And it's it's hard with chronic pain. I have friends with chronic illness, and to keep going and to keep seeing people and to make that decision that like, no, it still hurts, and I still need to go to the doctor and keep going. Um, I think that's really commendable. Um, it takes a lot of strength. Yeah. Well, it's just it was just like something that I didn't even know I was going through for mm-hmm. a long time. I just need to build muscle around my knees. Right? I'm just lazy. I just don't work out anymore. I was like, oh, I just don't do sports, so I guess this is what I get. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, it was... It's cool. It's very cool to be on the other side of something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, as far as mental illness, mental health, um, mood lifter, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I use um, marijuana and cannabis, um, out here in Seattle because we get such great winters and there's no more <laughs> sun. So it just mood lifts for sure. Um, yeah. 
there's a question in there somewhere, but I'll answer it for you. I appreciate it. Um, so I moved here from Florida almost yeah. five years ago, and it's very place. sunny there. Yeah, so I actually take vitamin D every. I mean, I should really take it every day all the time, but I just started taking it like for my winter regimen because mm-hmm. everybody gets sad that seasonal mm-hmm. affective disorder yeah. that we all hear about all the time. Um, and so I take 5-HTP, which is like a serotonin, I don't know if it's like FDA regulated or anything, but it says it's good for serotonin, cool. and I need that. 5-HTP. Yeah. Cool. It says it's good for your mood. Um, <laughs> and then vitamin D, I take that, and then, you know, like smoke a little weed here and there, yeah. but also like I'm a big advocate for mental health and like responsible like coping mechanisms are very important so like I go to therapy um I don't necessarily uh like try to cover up my feelings with THC I do a lot of CBD as well just to like just regulate my mood really um THC makes anxiety worse high THC can make Mm -hmm. anxiety worse um so I don't want to make the problem worse by just like using THC or just like smoking fat dabs. Just to yeah. <laughs> that's not how you cure depression. I'm sorry. Big clouds don't cure depression. No, thank. <laughs> CBD cloud. Yes, CBD cloud. So you can have clear thoughts and process your emotions. Yes. Yeah, all yeah. for it. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a multi layer, multi step mm-hmm. journey health yeah and I think America is kind of in a mental health crisis right now yeah we're um, we don't really know a lot about it it's very stigmatized getting treatment like not not a lot of people will say oh I'm in therapy but I've been mm-hmm. therapy since I was eight so awesome. it's not a thing yeah to me I think it's very important to go to a professional to talk about your feelings mm-hmm. to like make sure you're like in check yeah Sometimes things are really hard to deal with, and normal friends aren't qualified to <laughs> handle everyone's problems. Right. So there's people that you can pay to do that and do it really well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to go on medication to regulate your mood. I mean, I definitely don't always support. Like, I'm very cautious about medication. Obviously, like antidepressants yeah. are very hard to come out of your system once you get on them. Um, but sometimes you do need something mm-hmm. to control, like your mood swings and your your brain connections, your right. serotonin, right. your neurotransmitters. Um, weed's not gonna do that for you. Yeah. So it's a combination of different things. Definitely, and I feel like it's easier to look at it as, oh, if I can just smoke enough weed, I'll be okay, or if I can just hike enough, I'll be okay. But it is a multi-level. Mm-hmm. Um, Hiking does help. Oh yeah, for Definitely. sure. <laughs> I get hyped just thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> unless it's cold, and I don't. Just layers, <laughs> layers, layers, right? yeah. layers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think therapy is very important. Um, it's easy to avoid though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, because who wants to go talk about like the most traumatic things that ever happened to them for an hour while you pay someone to do that? Right. Nobody well, wants to do that, <laughs> but that's like part of being an adult. You like take yeah. responsibility for yourself and it sucks, but like we all have to do this. Yeah. So. Yeah. The weed man can be one stop, but it's not the only stop. Yeah, like, the weed man is definitely, like, I want him on my team, but I don't (laughs) want him to be, like, the quarterback, if that makes sense. I'm not a sports person, but I think that the quarterback is, like, one of the 
like important people. He's a leader. So, yeah. I would say quarterback has to be a leader. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I mean, I want the weed man on my team for Yes, sure. yeah. They're all important. I couldn't tell you what position he would play, but... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a more accurate, like, metaphor is I don't want him to be Rudolph. Yeah, tis there we go. Season. It is tis the season. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. We did a friend's Friendsgiving. Oh, that's my fun. family's in Florida. Yeah. My mom was like, do you want to come home for Thanksgiving? I'm like, Mom, I don't want to fly for 14 hours for to be there for one day. Yeah, because even getting back to Maryland, that's an eight-hour flight. And then I mean, with like, it's like two and planes and then like mm-hmm. hours in between. And you got to go all the way. Yeah. Are you going back for Christmas? Yeah. I didn't get to go last year because I was oh. disabled. Oh. Like, I didn't want to fly while I was like, healed. like mm-hmm. it was in a lot. I was in a lot of pain. I didn't want to be on medication and flying yeah. and confused and like, yeah. I don't know. I just no. I'm mm-hmm. excited to go home for Christmas. Yeah, that's very exciting. But I haven't been back in over a year. Oh, like at all or for yeah. Christmas? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I went back for my sister's wedding just over. Yeah, in October. I won't be able to go home for Christmas, but... Is there anything else you would like to talk about? I love weed. I love I'm weed. Um, What's your favorite strain? Um, I really like the Kolo Sunrise we just smoked. That was great. I love any, like, pungent OGs, mm-hmm. but I really love, um, like, Durban Poison and Super Lemon Haze, so... Any side of the spectrum, really. As long as it's just like a very pronounced flavor. Yeah. Like, I'm not a super big fan of Gorilla Glue. I feel, I feel like, like it's kind of watered ones. down. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Gorilla Glue fans. But <laughs> I don't know. I just like something that's like very sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about what is your favorite dab right now? Um, if you could go out and buy something like right now, what would you go out and buy? I I don't know. I'm not like big on the diamond type. I think they yeah. look very pretty, but I am I'm a fan of live resin. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just bought like three grams of the Sherman CBD from Solstice. Which is so good. Which is so <laughs> it good. It is really good. Yeah. Actually, I would go out and buy CBD dabs. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I think CBD dabs need to be... CBD dabs are my medicine for sure. Yes. Like, it's better than a cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. I mean, it's it hits you quickly, so it's mm-hmm. instant relief. It, like, it just makes you feel good. It does. Like, your body and your mind, and it's a clear-headed high. Yes. And it's just alert, like all of a sudden you're like, oh, good morning. Oh, good morning, my dear. <laughs> Can you, you want to do any voices? Oh my God, no. You don't have to. Cause I, I can do, I can tell you the voices <laughs> that I do really well. Okay. And then I'll put you on the spot eventually. So you can like record me secretly, but I can't, I'll, okay. I, I can yeah. do Mickey Mouse. I can do Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse? Really, really, really good. Okay. What's, how, who else? That's one. <sighs> I can do animals. Yeah. Like, like animal noises? Like or? a peacock and a monkey. I've like been around a peacock and I couldn't tell you what it sounds like. It sounds like a very like tropical animal. I'm trying to trick you into me. Oh! <laughs> very <laughs> clever. No. No. You're silly. So <laughs> um, yeah. No, my sister's going to school for psychology. I'm not there yet. I'm working on it. That's what I wanted to go to school for. Is it? Well, I'm very 
very passionate about mental health and I yeah. want to learn more about it and yeah. I want to know more about our brains and why they get sad and right. it's a it sucks to like it's a very it's like a handicap yeah but it's not seen as one I feel like because I deal with like ADD I deal with seasonal depression for sure but um I I didn't really understand what depression even was until I moved to Seattle, you know? <laughs> and it was like, this. there's literally this switch when winter comes, and it's like, okay, you're sad now. And then there's the switch when the summer comes back, and it's like, okay, you're going to have a great Oh, it's on! It's on! Yeah. And I'm two different people, and I didn't realize, I mean, the first winter that I spent out here, I was just sad all the time. And then I slowly realized in the spring, that was depression, and then it actually let me circle back into my past and think of times that I really was just depressed and it wasn't my fault I was just going through depression yeah and being able to recognize what that was at least that's a tool you know um but because you learn from it exactly yeah you learn maybe how to cope better like the next mm -hmm. time it comes up you're like oh I remember this is what depression feels like and these are the tools I learned last time to cope with these feelings and process these negative thoughts and yeah but it's so easy when, if something were to come up like that, I mean, I didn't know how to recognize what depression was, mm-hmm. you know? Most people don't. Yeah. That's why, we're, like, America is suffering from this mental health crisis, because, like, half of these people don't even realize that they have a mental health illness. Yeah. They have a mental illness. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a stigma. People don't want to say, oh, you're mentally ill, because then you assume that you need to be, like, locked up in a psych ward. Right. Like, there's an in-between, there's a balance yeah. to the other steps in between here and the psych ward. <laughs> and, and people who go to the psych ward, that's just, like, somebody who goes to the emergency room. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't even be stigmatized, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I've always, I've always tried to be open, at least, about what I'm going through, um, and trying to step away from, like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm feeling really depressed today, and I'm telling my friends because I want attention, and it's more so... I'm recognizing what I'm going through, and I'm gonna put it out there. And um, I feel like you've done that a lot too. Like I've seen on your story, and it's very encouraging to see that um, you putting that out there very openly. Um, I'm very. I I I like to put myself in other people's shoes, and so I feel like if somebody else was like suffering with those feelings, like maybe like like you would say like. It might encourage them to like be more open about their feelings yeah. and like it does help you process the feelings when like you can express them and that's what I kind of do with my art too I try yeah. to like express my feelings through my art sometimes um but yeah I I just want to be like an advocate for mental health yeah and so I feel like that's a very very small thing I can do is like be open and vulnerable mm. about my own struggles and yeah. accomplishments too yeah so people will feel encouraged. I mean, there's other people I follow on the internet that are very open about their mental health and they inspire me. There's an artist, Alec with Pen. He does this thing, this series called Therapy Selfie. Oh, and he cool. encouraged all his followers to post their selfie at therapy. And it's like, therapy isn't bad. Therapy yeah. is cool. He's got yeah. these hats that say <laughs> therapy makes you hotter. That's and I'm cute. just like, that is, that's great. Yeah. That's, and you know, if I can do a little small thing, post on my story about like, what I do for my mental health, I post about like my vitamins in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Know? So it's a small thing that I can do. I'm yeah. not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor, so I can't give anybody really advice. 
that I can. But you make an, an, an impact, and it's a direct impact on your community too, because that's who's watching that. Mm-hmm. That's who's paying attention. Is the people. My peers, yeah. yeah. The, the, so the ones that are going them. through it too, yeah. Um, I think that's a other part of this, you know, so going to therapy too. Um, yeah. Because you can go and you can see, I feel like going to see a therapist is like, let me go get out all of the extra stuff that would just like, doesn't belong on my friend's shoulders, you know? Let me get all of that out. Not to say I've been to therapy in a while. I should go. Well, that's why they charge so much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I get to go to my friends with the little things, like, hey, he's not texting me back, and, you know, like, I don't... And I'm also not spending all of that energy holding that stuff back anymore. Yeah. That can manifest in physical forms. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Oh, well, um, like, stomach issues, like, that all the stress forms in the gut. Interesting. Yeah, have you ever heard of that? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, I've, I've um, gone to the doctor because I was, like, experiencing very bad stomach pain, and they told me I had IBS, and I guess that can be caused by stress. Wow. And if, that's not fair. <laughs> no, of course it's not fair. Why would you want to choose that? Yeah. It's, I mean, it is kind of, in some, in some ways, it can be a choice if you don't, sure. if you don't seriously consider your mental health and like how your mood affects your body because obviously that was something I was internalizing for a long time and it manifested in a physical form Mm I haven't been to therapy in five years yeah so it was it was a long time coming yeah um I have actually have one there's this one therapist that has seen my entire family Mm -hmm. as well as like my um first stepmom and a lot of people that grew up in the same church community that I grew up in that was like kind of destructive good and bad but just uh, not organized great. religion exactly gotta love yeah, it gotta love it it's okay yeah. I was baptized and did <laughs> yeah. communion and all that stuff too so um but it's it that is a really interesting and really helpful um like kind of cog to have in our family machine because mm-hmm. he sees everybody and he knows everybody and yeah. I can he knows the dynamic. He knows the dynamic, exactly. Yeah. It is it's just a helpful tool. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Um, would you have like what advice would you have for somebody that's like going to look for um, a therapist to see mm-hmm. um, but they don't know where to start? Um, if you have health insurance that was that's where I I have health insurance for one more year. Nice. <laughs> Covered under my parents. There you go. Thank the Lord. So that kind of scares me that that's something that I'm going to have to, like, I will have more tools for health insurance-free therapy once I explore that avenue myself. But I would definitely start, like, what your insurance covers if you mm-hmm. have insurance. And if you don't have insurance, there are online resources um, for matching with a therapist that you can Skype with them. You don't have to physically be there yeah. to have a meaningful conversation with a doctor. Right. We're in the age of technology. And it's a lot, a lot more affordable to do these uh, virtual Skype sessions. I don't have right. a website. Um, at Alec with Penn on Instagram has the link in his um, highlights. Cool. He has a whole like story highlight about affordable therapy. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So anyone listening can check that out. All right. Well, thank you, audience. Thank you, Danielle, so much for spending time with us and having brunch with me. Yes, thank you for the crepes. They were delicious. Yes. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah. 
follow Cannabis Beyond Dope on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And click the like button. Check out more podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Contact us or check out all of our content at CannabisBeyondDope.com.